Hope you'll go to the Patreon uh, and enjoy last week's episode with Nems if you didn't hear it because it was terrific. And Saif and I are going back to back, doing a nice full episode for the freebies, the cheapskates, and then boom, hitting you with another full episode for the Patreon. So we hope you'll subscribe uh, to Juan Epa's life on Patreon. Now, August 12th, well, August 11th, Saif, is Hip Hop 50. I don't care about that. No, no, Saif, it's the 50-year anniversary of the culture of hip-hop. Oh, the fake the fake agreed-upon date of when hip-hop started. Okay, happy anniversary, hip-hop. But all- nobody was DJing before August 1st. Uh, <laughs> but Nobody was fucking throwing records on a turntable before August 1st, 1973. <laughs> Everybody was just out there with their fucking bands. Yeah, it was only rock music. That was all that existed up till then. And uh, that was it. And then one day rap started. But August 12th, so Saturday, you're airing Saturday nights? Uh, Yes, I believe so. Uh, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. I don't know how good or bad of a time or date that is. Can I I weigh in? Yeah. I think it's shit, miss. Well, listen, it is what it is. Hopefully they rerun it a lot of times. They they will. I have to imagine people are just going to catch it when they catch it. Because, I mean, otherwise, you wear Saturday night at 10 o'clock. You know your desired demographic is, Saif? It's called old people. It's called fucking losers, man. Yo, I need a Thursday (laughs) at 9, Thursday at 8. How about Wednesday at 10? Can we pause one episode of 60 Days In to play Hip Hop Treasures? I don't know. No, you know what? We need 18 hours of first 48. And mind you, mind you, I am the key demographic. No, you love it. You're a P1. I'm a first, I'm a P1 of first 48. I'm in. I'm in. But throwing in a little bit of hip hop in the middle of that would be great. Now, Saif, if your experience is like what mine was when my show was airing on A&E. Yeah. First, let me just say this. Yours is not going to be. I think you're going to have a better experience. I I enjoyed the, by the way, let me be clear. I love doing the show. I had a ball, but they had us sandwiched between two or three WWE shows, including two hour long documentaries. Yeah. Airing back to back. I think it was three. I think, no, no, it was a two hour and a one hour. Okay. So the wrestling lineup on A&E would start at eight o'clock with an hour long show. Then boom, or a two-hour long wrestling program. Followed by a two-hour wrestling program. Uh-huh. Wait, no, I'm saying the first one, the first hour was actual wrestling? No, no, both docs. Oh. Both docs. Oh, both docs. Okay, got so it. So two different kinds of WWE docs. Yep. And then we'd come on to do our sort of like recap show to start what would be essentially the fourth hour of television. Yeah. At 11. 
So needless to say, I would get like a bunch of tweets from people when they saw me pop up in the documentaries. But by the time it got to our show, you know what kind of <laughs> yeah. different yeah. level nerd yeah. you have to be to dig into out on your Sunday night? Now it's 11. You're staying up till 1130. It's a lot. So I hope yeah. that your show re-airs at times when people are able to like, you know, just enjoy themselves. Yeah, I hope so, man. It's a really cool show. Um, I did a, um, I guess, some kind of after show thing that's going to air online or whatever. And um, that's the first time I actually got to watch clips from the show, and it was really good. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. So I'm excited, man. And, of course, I stand in solidarity with the unions. Of course you do. I stand in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA and with the WGA, and I pray for a short strike and a big reward. I stand in solidarity. Damn right you do. I'm not like, you know, I'm only semi-focused on what the writers and actors strike is about fully, you know? But yeah. I will say what I've heard, I mean, there's some shit going on. The, 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 the wanting background actors who already aren't paid great to be able to have their likeness used forever is fucking <laughs> insane, bro. It's yeah, crazy. And you know, I, I had a moment yesterday when I was thinking about the, the strike. I was watching, I started, I watched the first hour. Um, Natalie kept chatting with me about God knows what all night long. So I didn't finish the, 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 the movie. Um, although some of it, she actually had with some really great ideas about one app. So we did make some progress, but I was trying to watch They Clone Tyrone. Never heard of it. See, that is what's fucked right now. Yeah, yeah. That is what's fucked. The streaming shit is great. We love the streaming shit for our convenience. The fact that we can stream in the shows, it's great. The fact that this movie came out yeah, with um, Jamie Foxx, okay, uh -huh. who's just coming off of like we were worried we lost him. Right? Like, you would think it would be a big deal that Jamie Foxx is yeah. starring in a new awesome movie. This movie is currently, I, I was watching, and I was like, this is fucking good. I just looked. It's 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay? Mm. Jamie Foxx, John Boyega. Who's that? Um, John Boyega's from, he's from the Star Wars movies, but that's not where I know the him black from. black guy. The black guy. Black guy from Star Wars. He's from um, Attack the Block. He's in The Woman King. He's in Attack the Block. He's in the Star Wars movies. Is he in Attack the Block? He was in... He was in Attack the Block. Yes, I love Attack the Block. As Moses. Great movie. Sife, he was also on episodes of Law & Order UK. So right up your alley. <laughs> um... <laughs> Now he, but he's a mage actor, right? He's in it. Jamie Foxx plays the funniest fucking character. Yo, so Sife, the film, it feels like when you first start watching it, you're almost watching like a, not black exploitation, but it's like a 70s pimp black feeling movie. Yeah. And then you're like, you start realizing that it's not the 70s. It's, it's very much now because... 
the the lead girl starts talking about blockchain. <laughs> and you're like, oh wait, this is now. And the Jamie, blockchain. the Jamie, <laughs> Sife, this movie is up your alley, bro. No, no, Sife, Sife, it's, it's, it's border. I know you don't stop what you're doing, so I can't get you to stop ever doing anything. But whenever you get your, when are you traveling again? When are you on a plane next? Friday. Okay. Can you at least, can you, can you trust me enough to say you'll make it your Friday movie viewing on the plane? I can't promise. Can you I'll try? Can you try to bump it to the top of the list? I'll try. Yes. Yes. It's about how essentially what they realize is that there's cloning happening in this black neighborhood. And all the black people are being cloned and they're getting to them through shit like putting poison in the fried chicken. Oh, God. No, no. But it's like a comedy. But it's yeah. like playing on all the like shit that people do on some level believe. You know what I mean? But like to an yeah. extreme, like there's a whole underworld operation. It's silly. It's intentionally over the top, like the white man's the devil kind of movie. Um, yeah. and Jamie Foxx plays this scared pimp who like is all pimped out in every way, but anytime anything gets <laughs> serious, he's like, Hey, yo, 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 yo. like does, he doesn't want any problems with anyone. He's like threatening people, but never doing anything hilarious. My point is, I'm sorry, that long winded endorsement for a movie that I have nothing to do with is simply to say, that's one of the concerns I have. If I'm an actor or a writer, you do these projects now. And they just sort of get released on streaming. And it's like And, then, and then another thing is like, at least with my show, at least if you're watching A&E, a commercial will pop up of the show I'm on, Hip Hop Treasures, August 12th. Oh, oh for sure. Netflix shows, there's no, I, I wish there was a channel on Netflix. I wish there was like one, I don't know what we call it, one section where it was just almost like live TV. And you play your top 10 movies or TV shows in a random order. And in between, you have commercials for other TV shows or Yo. movies on the channel. Yo, listen, because that's I smart. Like, what you just said is smart. Like, that's smart. Why not? Because I like to pop in. And if, I'm, if I get caught watching 10 minutes, I'm going to go, yo, this is good. And I'll watch it, right? Yes. How many times have you got sucked into Shawshank or fucking... Groundhog Day, um, and it's just happy, on TV. Happy Gilmore. Uh, it's just on, and you're like, oh, shit. And you you missed the first 20 minutes, but it doesn't matter. You get it. You're so and right. Then you're, and then you're watching other um, commercials in between. A little, uh, uh, a little commercial to make me go watch the trailer or watch the movie or show would be so helpful. Should I call Netflix? That's a great idea. Well, why not? Stream your top 10 joints. And you could even filter it to the person's algorithm. Instead of just showing a, a thumbnail, show the movie. Just play it like it's live. I was going to start ways more simple. Like that idea, by the way, is not complicated or expensive, but awesome. I was just going to say, how about when I click play on the movie... Y'all just air a couple of previews like I'm in the movie theater, and you make and then, it like you watch. And if the, I don't want to watch it, I'll skip it. Right, but at least. Let but me I, guess what? I do want to watch. It. I do, especially once you see that green preview thing come up. You're probably gonna yeah. at least give it thirty seconds and see, because now people are making great projects. Jamie Foxx, 
is an American treasure. He almost died. We just heard from him for the first time. He has a new movie, Scythe, and you don't know that it came I out. I never even heard of it. That's so I'd never crazy. Even heard. Where would I? Where would you hear? The, where do they run? I don't know where I first saw a thing like about Mark they clone Tyrone. But. Mark Norman is a comedian. He has a special out on Netflix right now. It's actually, it was actually number two last week behind some kids show. There's no promo for it because now Netflix, I guess, is going back to buying licensing specials as opposed to creating them themselves and paying $20, $40, 60000000 million. Okay. So he shot it himself. He put it and Netflix bought it and it's on Netflix. But there's not, they're not going to promo it. Right. It's just out there. If you're a Mark Norman fan, here it is. If you're a comedy oh. fan, here it is. Oh, oh Saif, I never want to make your friends in, in your world feel bad. When we have comedians up because they're promoting their comedy special now, it's like promoting nothing to me. It's like announcing you have a podcast. Yeah. Like, unless it happens to get big, unless unless they're big, here's what needs to happen. You need to have your fan, tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe y'all discuss this. You need to have a fan base big enough at the time of your release that it pushes the shit so high on the chart that it ends up in my algorithm as one of the main things. If it doesn't sure. get there, I saw Burt Kreischer because he's built such a fan base. Yeah. And when I see this half naked guy and they're showing it to me, I go, oh, what's this? Yeah. Otherwise, if he was probably half as big as he is, I don't mean physically. Yeah. I mean, as a comedian. Yeah, I know what you mean. We, yeah. we, I wouldn't have seen it. I, you would have said I'm like going on tour of Burt Kreischer. I would have said, I don't a know that. A really funny Asian comedian. He opens up for um, Ali Wong. His name is Shang Wang. Okay. Very funny dude. She produced his special. Okay. It's out there. I never seen it. Never heard anyone talk about it. Yo, and he got Nothing. it produced by Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Who's mage. Just had a big ass TV show. <laughs> you got beef? <laughs> Problems? <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Are you cough? Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. You just coughed like five times in a row. You did like a weird, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you anyway, otherwise there's no you, hope. There's no hope. Yeah. There's no hope. Um wait, what happened? Saif, are you gonna do you have any anything you want to tell anyone just about the call? No. No updates on the call. No, no. That won't be for two years. Got but did some was there a conversation or Oh, there was a conversation. I went and had a meeting with Shave DePel. Oh, is that our sneaky way of saying his name now? Me and Shave DePel had a meeting. All right, all right. You and a lot of good things happening. All right, a lot great. of good things happening. Oh, I advise my my audience, yes. my fans, all thirty two of you on the Wanep podcast. No, no, no. We have seven hundred patrons, and you don't, you don't. Seven hundred no. patrons plus all the freebies. Well, we love the freebies. I advise you to get tickets to see Shave Depel, Madison Square Garden. Wait, wait. By the way, I'm, it's funny you say that. I was going to ask you. I so rarely ask you for a favor. Can yeah. I be your intern for one of the nights to shave DePel? Sure. Honestly? I can get you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like to roll with you, though. I'll just be quiet and follow Cypher Sounds around. But there is a lot of stuff happening. Oh, really? With that. Yes. Okay. Like a lot of, because that's around J Dave's birthday. What, what are the dates on these uh, shave DePels again? It's 22nd and it's 23rd. Of August. Of August. Okay. I'm going to put on the calendar. But there might be 
It might be some added shows. It might be some added shows. All right, I'm putting Dave here. Okay, I can't say, but there might be some other shows. Some other shows. Okay. That is Dave's 50th. We're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop and 50 years of Dave Chappelle. Wow. All right. I, I picked the right one to ask you on. This is me. But I advise you to get tickets because there's a lot of stuff happening that probably won't even be announced. I'm writing it down. I'm, promote, I'm promoting this guy like he fucking needs it. I know. I know. What are you doing? Guys, Washington, D.C., Cypher Sound you know, over at the DC Improv, August 17th through the 20th. You know what Cypher's logic was just there? Why what? am I promoting Dave Chappelle on my podcast when I should promote me? And then he said, Listen, he started shouting at his. DC Improv, August 17th, 18th, 19th, and then a secret improv show on the 20th. Please, I beg of you, any one up fan You're from be- far don't beg, and wide. Don't beg. You're better than that. I'm begging you. I need to sell out these shows and prove my worth. DC is a great town for comedy. Come on down, baby. What are the dates? Come on down. Say the dates one more time. August 17th through the 20th. Now, they got me in the small room because I got to prove something. Which What venue are we at again? DC Improv. There's a small room Over on Connecticut. You said the 17th through the 20th? That's right, of August. So after you celebrate 50 years of hip-hop, Come celebrate a couple of years of Scythe doing comedy. You're almost at 10. Way over 10. No. Oh, wait, I started. No. not. No, no. What, can we have, let's set a real. Don't be like hip hop. Let's set a real date. Because okay. you, 08 was the comedy shows that you were hosting at comics. So what do you mean? Is that a full-time stand-up? No. But okay. truly pursuing comedy in earnest. Not like in every six month you host a comedy show. Or every I would monthly. say the 11, uh, 2011. Wow. So you're still over 10. Yeah. 2011 is when I started doing improv and I was doing stand up regularly. Um, do you, by the way, you see the shirt I'm wearing today? No, I can't see it. It's original. This is an original. You don't see it? Oh, Humpty Dance. It's an original Humpty Dance shirt. Oh, let's go. Natalie's trying to creep in on the shirt. Yo, she's all. Yo, by the Saif, let me tell you, by the way, I want to be honest about something. This is going to sound offensive. I married a whore. What a it, whore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I married a whore. Why? How? Go on. She's, she's a whore. She, she's, a, <laughs> she's a merch whore. Yo, do you know how much merch this chick bought this week? <laughs> For what? Where was she? She went to Drake and Beyonce. Oh, shit. And this merch whore. How, how many you get at Drake? She, merch. she got three at Drake. One regular, two bootlegs. Two bootleg. The bootlegs were fire. Yeah, the bootlegs. bootlegs outside. Yeah, outside the bootlegs. Now wait, real quick. The one inside. How much they charge you for that twenty-one seven shirt? Forty-five inside for uh, uh the like tour shirt. But they. Oh no, no, babe, you lied. You got four. I got four. Sorry. Because she went with my niece. Okay, and about oh, an yeah. about an hour. About an hour before the concert started, we went and had dinner. And for some reason, my niece and nephew are just now discovering, like they're 15, and they're just now, because the algorithm, getting into the DJ Khaled's funny, the stuff from like three years ago. (laughs) But it's it's like, it's a little more ironic with this age group. Like it's a little bit more like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, right? That's kind of the... 
Right. You right. know, like we all kind of knew him and know it's just, it's funny and weird. They're like, yeah. it's like cringe almost to them. Like what's really? wrong with this guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they oh, also so not aging well. No, but I mean, I guess it is though, because they do love it. They do love it. So ultimately, I guess that's all that matters. But it's like, it, they don't get, they don't have a context fully of him in the same way. They're showing me the videos they like of his and laughing. I say, have you seen, I like what Drake like. And Saif, do you know I like what Drake like? No. I figured you wouldn't. No, but Saif doesn't, Saif isn't into Khaled's antics. There's too much history there. Saif doesn't, Saif wasn't celebrating the, you know, randomness of the Khaled videos. It has a different meaning. So I had to show them. I was like, y'all haven't seen I like what Drake likes? And they were like, no, what's that? And basically what happened was Khaled went through a period where I guess he was hyping Drake's appearance on the last album. And I think the first time around, he was talking to Speedy. Here you go. Oh, the Speedy interview is crazy. We work with Drake. If he sends you something. Mm. Oh, yeah, I do know this. It's unbelievable. Oh, this is with Elliot. This is with Elliot, actually. It's facts. Don't fight it. The other day was mixing. Yo, how you like the mix? You know what I'm saying? Even if I wanted to turn the hi-hat up. Mm. Even if I thought this needed... I lied with Drake like. <laughs> All right? Even if this one part sounds... And I thought I could change. Yeah. Drake, you like that? I love it. <laughs> It's funny, too, because of all the Khaled crazy things he said, this is the one I understand the most. <laughs> like, if, if Drake was sending me songs, that would be my answer about, like, how does it sound? I'm like, is he good with it? I think we're yeah. good with it. Yeah. So I showed them I like what Drake likes. There's a bunch of different ones. There's him at a club, and he goes, this is where Drake goes? I like, it's actually in Turks and Caicos. I like what Drake liked. So... <laughs> So I, I show it to them and they love it. <laughs> Three hours later, Natalie and Jessa come back from the Drake concert wearing matching shirts that say, I like what Drake like. <laughs> and wow. that was the merch they were selling at the concert. And it has like That's a little Khaled logo like on the back. So they get the I like what Drake like shirts. And she gets a 21 Savage shirt, which she at first thought was a Drake shirt. It turned out it was a 21 shirt. You know how much merch she got? A lot. How many shirts? A lot. How much did it cost? A lot. <laughs> then outside, she got these two pink Drake bootlegs. So that's four pieces of merch, not yeah. including that she bought an I like what Drake like shirt for my niece. So really, you right. bought five pieces of merch. She went to Beyonce on Saturday. How many? Yeah, you sell Michael Chase I like Instagram. <laughs> what do you say? Michael Chase tweet goes, you know how I know I'm single? Beyonce's in town tonight. And I, <laughs> and I didn't know. And I didn't. <laughs> that's a great line. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that is so that is so true. You if you're if you if you're with a woman under the age of 45 who has any soul in her whatsoever, you probably know that Beyonce's in town. Did I tell you I went to Drake show? No, you went to Drake? I went to Drake with Shave Depel. Oh, you went with Shave Depel to Man, what a fucking show, bro. Where'd you see it, by the way? Where? At the garden. Oh, you went to the garden show? Yeah. We were doing a walkthrough for Dave's um <laughs> Dave shows. <laughs> and 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 you stayed for the Drake show. So we went to a suite. We had a suite. Uh I wanted to go down to the risers because that's I where everybody I would I wanna... be. And I wanted to fucking mingle and schmingle a little. Bro. 
The stage is amazing. The stage, the whole stage is a screen. It's in the middle. It's this cube that all these different images pop up. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. He's wearing a Nike. Looks like he's wearing like a Nike bulletproof vest. Yep. Very Drake. It lights up. Um, and I'm tell, I'm explaining to Dave how the vest is a is a constant shot to Kanye, and he didn't understand it. Oh. And I was like, Drake's Nike deal is an everlasting shot to Kanye. In a lot of Because all they yeah. do is throw shots at each other. Yeah, that's true. Because you got to think Drake's first deal with Nike, I believe, was Jordan. Now it's just Nike. Nocta. Like literally wearing a fucking Nike logo. I get it. So he's like, how much is he paying? How much are they paying him for that? I'm like, they're paying a lot. How much? A lot. How much? A lot. But. <laughs> how many vests he got? He would do it for free because it's a shot at Kanye. Agreed. And Dave was like mesmerized by this. So like he's doing hits. I don't like, I don't know. I feel weird about hip hop artists on stage alone. I don't know why. I like. What Drake likes. What Drake likes. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like a hype man is just so hip hop. I feel like if you don't have a hype man on stage, you're almost not doing full, pure hip hop. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. It's it's counterintuitive. You you think you'd want to give them more props for being alone, but I actually hear what you're saying. It's like, I mean, listen, no, there's no hype man like Spliff Star, which he's 100% a Buster's show, right? Whatever. So like, even like, by the way, we should give, we should give Bleak, we should give Bleak his flowers too. Oh yeah, absolutely. When Bleak but, when Bleak comes out with with Jay, it feels like something. Yeah, is this? But that's what I mean. You see, what I'm saying like, it's an extra thing. So now Drake is rhyming and singing over some of his vocals. So his background vocals are the hype man. Because if Drake stops singing for a second, the background vocal will do the work. Right. And that's all R and B shows. That's anyone who sings has that. Sure. Unless you have actual background singers like. You're the Rolling Stones or fucking whatever. But I don't know. So whatever, that's part of it. But then he's doing a great job. And he's like, he's almost like, and I mean this with no disrespect, but he's almost like a circus ringleader. Because you you know who the hype man is? The crowd. Yeah. There's so many parts where he's making the crowd sing. Oh, yeah. And he's like, New York, don't do me like that. You got to sing louder. So they're like the hype man almost. Right. And he's orchestrating them. And it's just, you forget your hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. It's like unbelievable, bro, how many songs this guy got. Did you just call me Woe? Bro. Oh, okay. I think you, I think you, like no, I think you called me Wody. Like Wody? But um, so anyway, so then he, then there's one part where I fucking hate and love. I can't, I can't figure this guy out. So he walks off of this crazy cube stage, walks over to the DJ booth, which no one was at this DJ booth before he walked over there. It's a okay. it's a planned thing where he starts walking to the DJ booth and Future is their DJ. Oh, because he wasn't there before. No, nobody was there. There was no DJ booth. It's all programmed. Right. The songs are coming so sharp on point. There's no DJ. Right. But at this point, Drake's walking over. He's like, yo, we're going to make this to a club. It's kind of interesting because he walks over to the DJ booth, which is not even, there's no DJ booth on stage. It's like 
in the where the sound booth is. He goes, we're going to turn this shit into a club. And then they kind of play all of the house records that Drake has. And it just turns into a party from the DJ booth. Got it. And even Drake's hitting like the sound effects. Um, and then Future's DJing this part. And it's like almost like a little break, but Drake's still on the screen. Okay. And the crowd is, they're singing along, but they're mostly like dancing with each other. It's like a nightclub. Okay. They do that for about a half an hour, whatever. And that's, where he, plays, that's where he plays his one dances and all that shit. Even like the, the the house album that I don't know all the songs. Right. Like yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Those. Those. And then it's like, uh, like, and then there's also like a couple of songs we know, but blended with different house beats. Okay. And the crowd just said, "Yo, there's one point. Yo, we were in the suite. What song was it? I think it was, I think it was nonstop. When nonstop came on, I could feel the fucking suite shaking like." Everybody in the garden was jumping at the same time. Might have been um, I was running through the streets. My, my, what, bro? The whole fucking building was in unison, and it shook the suite. It was fucking impressive. Okay. And then he like says he's gonna take a break or kind of goes away, and then Twenty One Savage comes out. Twenty One. Twenty One Savage also by himself. They didn't do stuff together. Drake comes on stage with him after a while. Okay. But he's doing just 21 Savage songs. I guess I, Drake was doing an outfit change. Okay. So 21 comes out and his DJ is over back where the, where the DJ booth was, but his DJ is, is hyping him, is, is hype manning him. Okay. Or unless it was a different guy, his hype man that wasn't on stage, but he was doing the hype man stuff. Okay. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a part of hip-hop that's, like, changing. We're like... Well, it's part of the... It's it's part of showing how big you are. Okay. That you don't need it. And by the way, it's sort of... I feel like Jay is sort of the beginning of it in a lot of ways. I feel like Jay started eventually going to the no-hype man, just him standing on stage. He had a, I mean, he had a band. He had the band for a while. That's sort of the step, the first step. But now Kendrick, yeah. Kendrick is definitely dead alone. Kendrick's always been alone. Kendrick's always been alone. Yes, but I just, I don't know. I hear you. It's just a part of it's just a part of hip hop that I like that doesn't get enough. Those guys don't get enough credit. Maybe I'll do a documentary about them. Ooh, the but anyway, man. so when Drake comes out with Twenty One Savage, that's when I had to leave. But bro, it was still so many songs that he hadn't done. There was still so many songs that he did do. You see Drake get into a little uh, online spat no. with uh, Elliot Wilson. I saw one headline, but I didn't. Come on now. You know I'm not going to pay attention to that. I know, but that's what Juan Epps here is for, for me to fill you in. So what, what happened? Drake's version of media recently was, I guess he did an appearance on Lil Yachty's new podcast at some point because they're like close. Uh -huh. They're close friends. Yeah. He also did that girl, that white girl. And then he did. And then so if it started out with Yachty. Then I think he did that, the Bobby Altoff podcast. I saw something she posted. She was like, I'm dancing because I'm an industry plant. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, but like, that's ironic. And true. And true. Like, or what is it? Who is she? I, I, Saif, I tried to find out like where it all came from and I couldn't, there's no Wikipedia page. There's no, uh, she's like the Scarlet 
of white lady just, podcasters. She just blew up on TikTok, and that's what it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting. I like it. I like the dry humor. Right. Uh, and by the way, I don't think she's... I feel like that's a new thing that's kind of very in right now. I feel like there's a few people doing this, the super yeah. dry... Drake's yeah. always loved this overly dry humor. It's kind of his vibe. So, yeah. he, so he does Yachty, and he does Bobby's show, and... Elliot posted uh, a comment somewhere. Now, this is coming off the heels of Elliot a couple of weeks ago said something. Oh, someone called Sway the goat of hip hop media. And Elliot like retweeted it with a comment, a, a snarky comment of some sort. And in this case, Elliot said. Elliot Wilson called out Drake on Twitter in a since-deleted post in which he complained about the rapper only doing interviews with people outside the culture. The post comes after Drake sat down with Bobby Altoff. Um, moment of clarity, no disrespect to Lil Boat. Yachty's convo with the boy was comfy and had some cool moments. I was more so clowning the comedy boy. shenanigans with outsiders <laughs> to our culture. It would be great to hear Drake speak to us again, even if it ain't me. Wilson said. You know why I'm beginning to love this version of Elliot Wilson? Elliot <laughs> says and does the things that in my worst moments I want to do. And I, and I now have a wife who's like, no, no, shh. Don't, we don't say that. Shut up. Do that. Shut up. You don't sound like that. that. You sound crazy. Relax. But he does it. He, for whatever reason, is in a place in his life. I don't know why, where he feels the need to say it. Cause like, so you and him are like the same person. Oh, I relate. I, except I need five minutes to think about it and go, well, two, there's two things at play here. Number one, Drake always likes to do random shit. That's always been his thing. He never, yeah. he never did hot. He never did the breakfast club or he did Angie once before, but like, I he, thought he did do the breakfast club. I don't think he, he did ever. He did some with Charlemagne before. I don't think he ever. I've seen him with Charlemagne. I've no, definitely seen him with Charlemagne. Well, what do you mean seen him with him? Like an interview or something online. And it literally felt like he did Charlemagne to not do you. I, you're not thinking about when they when he did the bottles line? I don't think there's ever an interview, bro. I'm Maybe. looking. I'm looking. Nah, there's no interview, bro. Okay. All right. He he sent the bottles of, of, of champagne to him. Oh, maybe that was it. And then they took a picture together, even though he hated Charlemagne. Drake used to hate Charlemagne. Hate. And I mean, he still might. I don't know. But when Flex, between Flex and whatever weird chat with us, he ended up saying, you're going to make me send bottles to Charlotte. Anyways, Drake likes to do, he doesn't do the, the normal thing. He likes to go do fucking the English cats. He'll go do um, Semtex. He'll go do Charlie Sloth. But the funniest thing about that is at least twice that offbeat thing he did was Elliot. Right. Yo, you remember when Saif and I had the morning show and we were both friends with Drake at the time. Definitely had a friendly relationship for sure. He never came and sat and did our morning show. He went to Elliot. Elliot was doing the New York underground village radio shit or whatever it was. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Drake just showed up there and did an hour with him. And then a couple years ago, he did Rap Radar. So now why would you just let him do the other podcast? Like, I, but I you get, got it. You got it. You got it already. Like, yeah, I, you got you got what you're going to get. Elliot's Jay-Z's man's forever. 
always gets good Jay-Z shit, and Drake has come by twice. That's pretty good. But but Drake's response, I have to admit, Drake loves... Oh, he's so savage, bro. He... <laughs> yo, Drake, if you go at... Just know that when you take your little shot at Drake or whatever it's going to be, his comment is going to come back and be so extra savage. So I guess academics posted a video of Elliot interviewing Trippy Red like he he's standing he's doing a stand up interview with Trippy Red at Rolling Loud and Drake comments in it LOL man shits on not coming to his platform for a second time and now Elliot does 10 toes doing yes Jules run up interviews at Rolling Loud laughing emojis and then said just admit the youth took over big dog more laughing emojis (laughs) now i don't know why yes jules had to catch a stray in all of this (laughs) she's minding her own business living in life but drake just uses language in a way that's such fuckery the 10 toes i don't even i don't i don't even know what does that mean? Standing up? Or like- yeah, I, I guess because, yes, Jules used to maybe do shit for Rolling Loud where she would kind of run up on the artist and do interviews. Right. You yeah. know, which there's no shame in. I, I That's how I started was doing interviews like that. Oh, there's no shame in that at all. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like, oh, like Elliot, Elliot is solidified, bro. You're his, like, you're his, listen, your history speaks for itself. Everyone knows nah, what it is. Not to him. The only person you're trying to prove it to is you. And every time he does one of these things, all he does is look worse. When you're the only one you're trying to convince, bro. You were editor-in-chief <laughs> of Double XL. You've been in it. You've done so many things, bro. Anyways. Nah, man. This is, it's an endless... By the way, you're never... I just want you to know, I'm talking to you, Elliot, and myself. You're never filling the void. Drake could do your show five times. The next one, when he goes and does blank, you're going to go, oh, I'm not trying to go all Tony Robbins, but like that is never going to be the thing that makes us, yo, Drake did the, Drake Drake went and did a freestyle last week on the dude who does like a, the real latest show on power. Oh, really? On, oh, the, yeah, on, the, on the radar. He went on there and did a, like Nems talked about it last week hilarious and like listen do i see it for a second and get that natural of course of course that's i'm not saying that's abnormal but you don't want to go making all of your public decisions based on that one feeling i've done i've done it so many times it really never suited me very well now saif uh uh, uh, in in other news of people who say uh wild things out there do you happen to remember my first ever radio beef before I ever met you in D.C. was Don Geronimo. Oh, Geronimo, yeah. He's the reason I got fired from the talk radio station. Yeah. Right? Like, we had big beef. Let me, let me be clear about this. It was a fun story for the one-eppers. He's a terrible guy. He was really the shits. Like, like he was nasty to me for, from always. Uh, aside, if you remember the first story, the first time I ever called him, I was recommended that I call him by someone else in the industry, a boss of mine. I wanted to do talk radio. He said, you know what you should do? You should call Don Geronimo. I'm 20, (laughs) I'm 23, you know, whatever. 
I called Don Geronimo. He answered the phone. I said, I said, Mr. Geronimo, by the way, not his real name, but I say, Mr. Geronimo, my name is Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> I want to be a talk show host, blah, 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 blah. His direct quote to me as a 23-year-old was, hey, listen, I got my own problems, kid. Hung up the phone. Direct quote. This, <laughs> what? This is while Mans was on top. Afternoon drive run. Yo, he was, he was killing. Yo, that in that era of radio, afternoon drive in DC, late 90s, he's probably pulling in half a mil in DC at Talk that time. radio in DC, yeah, man. And, like, and we're talking about it's the white, older, that kind of deal, and he'd been around yeah. already 20 years. He's doing good. Okay, shit on was me. Was he the boss of the station or just on the air? He was the main on-air guy and had some influence. But the guy was basically just asking me to, he just suggested I reach out to him for advice. Like, just right. like, I want to make it and talk radio. What do you think the right. angle is? And he said, I <laughs> quote, I'll never forget it. I've got <laughs> my own problems. <laughs> so I've got my own problems and hung up. So I, a couple years later, <laughs> the same, the same guy, Jay Stevens, who recommended that I call Don Geronimo. Jay Stevens is the same man who fired me from two jobs in one day at WPGC <laughs> and WHFS. He's the guy who said, I got to let you go. Why did you say what you said? Boom, you're fired. That same man called me back two years later after firing me to be like, hey, you should go over to WJFK. I'm going to introduce you to someone. I think there's someone you should talk to. Don't, do you still want to do talk radio? This is after firing me, which I'll always appreciate. Yeah. I said, I said, yeah, yeah Jay, absolutely. Because it wasn't beef. He just knew he had to fire me. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to do talk radio. I go, I end up at WJFK, the same station that Don Geronimo is still at. And we, I mean, I, I would love to go back and hear some of the things I used to say on the air. Cause yo, I was a fucking spark plug, bro. Whatever you, th whatever crazy shit you guys think I did in hip hop to say, imagine if I wasn't scared of getting killed by the people also. Like this isn't Jim Jones. Like politics? No, it was just like, I got on the air off top and was just from jump saying the story that I'm telling you right now. While on the station with him, like this guy doesn't fuck with me. He never wanted me here. He like, like I, I, my whole attitude was just like, how would Howard Stern do it? Just like go balls to the wall, start shit, yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So him and I just never. Oh, I saw Baba Booey in the Montreal Comedy Festival. Fafa Booey. Do you say anything? Yeah. Though? Yeah, but guy, I'll tell you later, guys. So, so write that down. Don't forget. So, um, I don't think I came in the game talking shit about him because I wanted the job, but then I noticed. I started doing evenings, seven o'clock. I was filling in. Uh, Sife, this is, you've heard this before. This is when Ron and Fez left WJFK to go to Sirius. So I take over the Ron and Fez slot at seven. Don and Mike are on the air from three to seven. Don would not acknowledge us, would not say hello to me and my co-host. Nothing, not a word, never. Wouldn't say a word. <laughs> Sometimes they'd stay on the air till like 7.10. Right. And then wrap up. Wouldn't say a word to us. His co-host, Mike O'Mara, always showed love, would say, what's up? He'd see my co-host outside, smoke a cigarette together, chat, be normal, like just, what's up, what's up? His producers, yo, what's up? Don would not say a word. So after a while, I start then mentioning that on the air and start mentioning all the other shit on the air. Like, I just start bringing this guy's a dick to the air. Fast forward through lots of shit. I'll save it for my book. It'll all happen one day. He, he eventually... Gets me fired after after different things happen. I get I get let go. Since then, in the years that followed, in the 20 years that followed, 18 years that followed, man's went out sad. 
Okay. <laughs> ten, to- <laughs> 10 toes deep. Yes. Jules interviews the whole nine. <laughs> he was on in he was doing middays in Sacramento and he was doing here and he was doing there. A few years ago, he gets hired on Big 100, the oldie station in D.C. to do talk radio again. Because iHeart, which owns Big 100, they had the rights to the commanders, the Redskins. And so now Don is now back in D.C. Yes, doing finally. a conversation. Finally, he's back. And, Welcome back, D. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and his stations at the commanders games, you know, or has the commanders coverage is a big deal. So last week, this video, I didn't know this until after everything went down that I saw this video. I get a text from my boy who's down there in the radio. He goes, yo, you see this article? And he sends me an article. (laughs) Don was at Commander's Camp last week, and him and his producer were doing their radio show. What's Commander's Camp? Training camp, NFL training camp for for the commanders. And they have a setup there because their station is partners. So all the shows get to do their shows there. They interview people, whatever. And it's weird because he's on the oldie station, but like they aired Commander's Games and Don's show actually got the weekly coach interview every week. Like he was very involved. He's back. And it annoyed the, it annoyed me. I was like, damn, he made it back to DC. Fuck. Whatever. So I Magic he, Johnson bought that team. That's right. Well, he's part of the group. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Very excited. Okay. So is Dave excited? Have you talked to Dave about this? No. I'll, I'll bring it up when we hang out with him. We're going to, when we yeah. hang out for Dave's birthday at the big party. So, yeah. okay. So the article says, He's been barred from commander's training camp last week <laughs> after saying sexist shit about a woman who was covering the team for the local CBS what? station. What? Now, listen, just to be clear, just to be clear for sports talk station for, 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 for talk radio, what he said from the era he's from was nothing, nothing from the Howard yeah. Stern era. This what yeah. he said was nothing. But for 2023, on a team that just ousted their owner because of like allegations around women being a big part of it. Really? It was something like this. This is it's a very like pretty woman who's covering the team for TV and loud enough like for her to hear, I believe, and on the air. Not even on the oh, on the air? On the air. Who's that chick? Yeah. She looks like Barbie. Who's that? She looks like Barbie. And the, was like, the guy's like, oh, I think he's your reporter. He's like, nah, I think she's a cheerleader. <laughs> Keep in mind, she's like, a, she's on TV regularly. Like, I recognize yeah. her. I don't even live there. She's on yeah. TV regularly, and she's been doing sports broadcasting for like 17 years, right? <laughs> she just happens to be a pretty blonde lady. Yeah. Command- I'm in. I'm in. Commanders now, you know, with their new brand, immediately he's barred. He's not, he can't come right. back to training camp. Get out. Okay. <laughs> and then I look. So, it's not the old days, bro. Not the old days, bro. This, so, so I'm like, let me search his name on Twitter and see what people say. The first thing I find on Twitter is a video that he posted from like two days before the incident. Sife, listen to this video from two days before the incident. He looks so happy. Look, hold on here. Look, look and listen. Right there, it's, uh, I don't know, seven o'clock here. And uh, I'm up outside having my uh, coffees, not waking up everyone else in the house. Dogs are still sleeping. Wanted to say uh, thanks for all the support I got on social media yesterday about my announcement with iHeart. I know that uh, some of you uh, read what I wrote. I didn't put the uh, space in between re and signed. So some of you thought I wrote I had resigned 
through 2026 doing mornings on Big 100, which is just goofy. Uh, sorry about any uh, any sort of uh, misunderstanding there. I have re-space signed through 2026 to continue doing mornings of Big 100 and working with the Washington Commanders, and I couldn't be happier. So that's the announcement. How about that hair? He has since been fired. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, and by the way, I'm such a sap that when I saw that video, I actually felt bad for a minute because no matter how much he was a piece of shit, and such a prick and still dumb enough to be doing the old bits of not being able to mo- roll with the times just to see that he was so happy he resigned for anyone in radio and then to have that yanked within a week. Yeah, it's bad. It's b- like, like, don't get me wrong. I wanted to like dance on his grave and I know it kind of sounds like I'm doing that and telling the story. It is an interesting story and I will have a chuckle, but nah, I feel bad for anyone who gets that moment and then is like, <laughs> but Whatever, he's a 65-year-old white man. He'll pop up getting a check from someone somewhere, I'm sure. He's been doing it. He's managed to do it over and over again. Yeah, but that was the big one. That was the big return. Yeah, you've made it back to D.C., morning drive. You re-upped, by the way, through 2026. I want to contract that good these days. That's a nice three years. Cushy money. So, yeah, that one sucks. Uh, But couldn't happen to a worse guy. Uh Scythe, you said, what, were you, what did you say that I wanted you to remember? So Baba Bui. Oh, you saw Fafa Fui. I'll tell you about Montreal on the Patreon. Um, bro, there's a movie, Sound of Freedom. Have you heard of this? I did. I did. Hold on. Let me look it up. Oh, my God. If you want to feel the feels, if you are not in touch with your emotional self, like. Wait, wait. Is this bro. about the, um, this is about the child trafficking? Yes. But then have you heard all the other shit that's going on with it? The con- Like the shit around it? No, what? Oh, there's all kinds. Of, there's a lot of shit there, bro. Like I, what? You should Google it because I won't do it justice. But like, it's about exposing like child trafficking and how it relates to Hollywood and shit. Uh, there was no part about Hollywood, no. There's Not no part. The okay, okay. In the movie, there's no part about Hollywood. It's just about child trafficking, right? Okay, there's one part of the movie where in order to try to rescue this little girl, they're talking about creating a sex slave island. I guess that could be taken as a shot. Okay, I don't want to get this wrong then. All I'll say is go look around on TikTok and other places. There's a whole thing of all these people trying to go see the movie and like the movie fails. And like the heat go, they oh our AC is broken. Oh the real thing won't yeah. play. Oh, oh well, the- it's funny because at the end of the movie, the actor I don't know how to say his last name, Jim Cavazil. What how you say that guy's name? Jim Cavazil. Whatever his name is. Because I like that guy because he was in that show Person of Interest. Okay. He was he was one of my favorites. So at the end of the movie, there's like this big, there's like a, it's like it's a countdown, it's a special special message in two minutes after the credits. He said he made the movie five years ago and I got nothing but resistance. Right. And hard for it to come out. And then there, there's a way you could scan a QR code or you could donate money for move, people to go see it or, um, you know, research more about the whole trip. But yo, bro, it's, it's, it's... So it's really good, though? It's just a good movie? I don't know if I would even use the word good. like Because it's brutal? It's heavy. Bro, I cried like three times and I left the theater and like not knowing what to do with my life, bro. 
But I like what he says in the movie. He says, he's like, it's all about storytelling. The book, Tom Sawyer, Abraham Lincoln used the book, Tom Sawyer, to spread the word about slavery. And that was a big, a big uproar in trying to abolish slavery. So that's what, he, that's what they say they're trying to do with this movie. But like the talks of the kids getting fucking... It's just, oh, it's just okay. it's heavy, bro. But it's, I well, mean, I mean, I want to help. I don't know how, but it's saying it's $150 billion a year industry. And then it said there's more people in slavery now than when slavery was legal. No, no, that no, no, I know. I don't want to believe it. No. That's what they say. All right. We're going to go to Patreon right now. So if you want to hear this conversation continue, maybe not. We won't literally focus on the horrifying details, but we're going to hear about Sife's uh, time in Montreal. Um, Did you see the video of of Cardi B over the weekend? Yeah. I've got to talk about Cardi for a moment. Um, Travis Scott album is out. And I do want to get more of Sife's take on the hip hop 50 thing. I want to have this conversation about it being the actual date because I'm starting to have so many more mixed feelings about it than I did initially. So if you want to come over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Juan Epp is life. We'll see you there.